It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast. Luke Stuckmeyer and Cody Del Mendo. Ryan Herrera to join later from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. Tough loss for the Cubs. They were down 6-1, battled back to 6-5, almost pulled it up. I was hoping Bellinger was going to get a shot to be the hero, but they lose to the first place ride 6-5 in the first of four games against Cincinnati. Uh, We've got tons to talk about on this podcast, so we'll get to it. Hello to everybody in the chat that's joining live on YouTube. We appreciate that. See a lot of familiar names. Ravi, Becky, Garrett, Gary, of course. Um, Hit the like button. Hit the like button, please. Please. As we get started, I can see the uh, numbers on the chat going up consistently and quickly uh, because the Cubs are fun to talk about. Despite a loss tonight, we have major trade news to talk about. We have whether or not they should have traded or not and what they might do do and what they might do tomorrow before the 5 o'clock deadline when we will have a trade special podcast coming out for you live at that point. Um, Let's get to the trade thing first. The game we're going to talk about here in just a little bit, but really today's storyline was about the Cubs becoming buyers instead of sellers. It appears they've picked their lane, buyers. One thing we've been asking for all season was more production out of third, more production out of first. The Cubs may have added potentially the best bat on the market, this season, because if Shohei's not on the market and Bellinger's not on the market, it is very possible that Jamer Condelario will end up being the best hitter at this trade deadline. The that's Cubs, a rental. That's a rental. That's right. And they have at, so we don't know what's going to happen yet tomorrow. But as of this point, he is the best hitter that's been traded. So they bring back a 2016 World Series champion. They did. What he played. He had five, five games. Five games, 14 at-bats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a guy they signed uh, as a free agent uh, international signing, I believe, in 2010. Mm-hmm. And he was here. Then they trade him to the Tigers for uh, Justin, Wilson. Justin Wilson. That yep. did not work out. Uh, <laughs> Don't but, remind But me. here we are today. Yeah. They trade uh, left-hander DJ Hers, who we've heard a lot about from the prospect guys. Yep. Number 14, according to MLB Pipeline, in the Cubs organization. And infielder Kevin Made, number 16 in the Cubs organization, according to MLB Pipeline. Cody Del Mendo, do you like the deal? The uh, first deal of the night. Yeah, so my my first reaction was like, ah, Hearst. Like, I, I really like Hearst. I've actually talked to him before. 
way back before CHGO. I uh, had him on a podcast I used to do. Super nice kid. Um, but, you know, left-handed pitcher, can throw hard. Uh, you know, like, he – I don't know what he's going to turn out to be, but he seemed like he had a high ceiling. But – he is Rule 5 eligible, and I didn't realize that at first. And then I realized both, when I – Both guys are. Both are. Both are. And when I realized that, it's kind of like, well, you know, they, ha- they do have a plethora of, of arms down there that they like. And you have to give away something to get something, right? So, uh, you know. Because I, the, 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 the Marlins were trying to get him too. Yeah. Candelario. So, it wasn't like you were just bidding against yourself. Right. On, in the grand scheme, for me, it's like – you didn't have to – not that you're going to have to give away any major top prospect for him anyway, but to see what they move to get him, I, it's – and obviously in the, in the present, it's not a big deal. Will it loom large in two, three years? I think if it does, it'd be more so because of Made, just because he's a shortstop and, you know, those guys are athletes and we'll see what happens. Maybe – like they do have Abrams there. So, I, I mean, I don't know if – what they like or what they think they could do with, with Mate down the road. Um, again, they were top 20. They were in the Cubs' top 20 in terms of the MLB pipeline. So they, they gave away some decent dudes. But this is, this, is, this is the thing for me is the Cubs have a lot of depth. They have a lot of depth in the system. And so they can afford to move a couple of these guys to get a guy right now for the moment, for the present, to, to make a run to make the playoffs. Because like Theo Epstein has said before, Every season is sacred, and to me, like you're not giving away, you're you're not selling all in to, to or going all in to, you know, try and win the World Series. You're you're trying to build for the rest of this year, going and take some momentum in the next year. Hopefully, show someone like an Otani that hey, we're we're building something here. You know, two reports now that say that the Cubs are going to be in that in the sweep sweepstakes for Otani. So no matter what happens the rest of this year. If the Cubs are in it at the very end of the year and they maybe sneak in or if they're just in it at the very end of the year but miss it just slightly, I think showing these potential free agents that they're on the rise is huge for free agency. Whether you want to agree with that or not, I don't care. That's just my opinion. So as far as this trade, I think it's fine. I do think Hers is going to have a nice career. But, again, he's Rule 5 eligible. Would they have ha- what would they have had to do to – you know, who would they have to take off a 40-man to get him on there? I, I don't know. Like, the, it's, it's one of those things. So, And they have a lot of guys that are like that. So, We've heard, and, and we've the, heard great things about hers. Yeah. But the Rule 5 thing makes a difference. Right. Um, would you rather trade a pitcher that is close to the big leagues that you think has great potential but is not Rule 5? The deal is, if they don't add him to the 40-man at the end of the year – he becomes eligible to other teams to to pluck away in the Rule 5 draft. Now, you may not lose both guys. You probably wouldn't lose both guys. But you might lose them for nothing, basically. Yeah. And so... We were kind of like... Have to, you have to gamble something. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't give... You know, the deal I don't want to see the Cubs make is PCA or Alcantara. I, I don't want to see a rental for a top prospect that's under control. Right. These guys potentially weren't going to be under control, despite how good hers looks and, and might make yeah. you regret later on. The Cubs add a guy that's a switch hitter. He's got 16 home runs, 13 from the left side. Another left-handed bat is what you're really looking at. He's better yeah. from the left side. So, And he can play both positions that you have weakness in. If yeah. Bellinger's not at first, 
Now you could play. He hasn't played there this season for Washington, but he can play first base. Mm-hmm. He can play first or third. I believe he's an upgrade at third base defensively and offensively over Patrick Wisdom. I believe he's an upgrade over Nick Madrigal defensively and offensively. So, you know, diff, to, totally different players there, but he's going to strike out less than Patrick Wisdom. He may not have the power that Patrick Wisdom has, but he's a doubles machine too. Yeah. So Well, he's at 3.1 F4 this year, which is second highest of his career. He's not a superstar. We no. know that that he was on the he was traded away from the Cubs exactly 6 years ago today. To the date, July 31st, six years later, he's coming back to the Cubs. He's a more accomplished Major League player than he was when he made his Major League debut with the Cubs in 16. Yeah. So I, I like the move. The other thing about the two guys that were traded away, and we'll have to get Brian Smith or one of the prospect guys on here. Maybe, maybe we'll talk to him tomorrow. But those guys are potentially blocked a little bit too. Not hers so much. Um, but Made is. Made is an sure. infielder, and... They have a guys, lot of infielders. Guys, Dansby and, and Nico are your future infielders. Yeah, right. And and there are other guys that, that are on that on. infield. Christian Hernandez is is a prospect that's highly rated, more so than Mate, coming up the organization. Um, you just don't replace guys like that. Jackson Ferris is, is a draft pick that's higher, a left-handed pitcher than her. So, like, yeah. you didn't. You can never guarantee that you're not giving away giving away Tatis, right? That's just yeah. that's the way it is. But at the same time, I said that because Stevens here and he produces White Sox. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, guys are prospects. Okay, Brendan Davis doesn't look like the prospect he looked like two years ago. Probably not his fault, but that's just the reality of it. Yeah. So I like that the Cubs have decided they're. They're in it to win it this year. You're telling potential free agents in the offseason, look, we we could be a we could be a playoff team. We didn't we didn't just sell off. We believe in winning now and and this is the direction we're going. Up. There's no more there's no more down tilts. Yeah. Doesn't mean Strowman couldn't get traded tomorrow still. But I think it's yeah. you know, the way he's pitching, I think it's becoming less and less likely. Yeah. We'll get to that in the second segment. The second trade the Cubs made Jose Quas from the Royals, reliever for Nelson Velasquez. Now, Velasquez is another guy who's been blocked, maybe by Cubs management, but that's who he's been blocked. You know, he had the great grand slam that was the moment of the season until the Talkman catch. And they get back a guy, Stephen can tell us more about Quas because he's seen him pitch against the Royals, but it looks like he's a sidearm guy, kind of funky stuff. So a different delivery than anybody they have. He's a, he's a low low, like bottom quarter type uh, delivery, really funky reliever, right handed pitcher, kind of wild, but also he he's got a good wild to his game. He strikes out a lot of batters. He also walks a lot of batters, so he's he's okay. hit or miss. So you get well, they don't have a whole lot of hit or miss guy. They don't have a lot of swing and miss guys, arms that way. So mm-hmm. he's that, and they have control of him for a while again. So three years. This is a deal yeah. where Velasquez probably was not going to be on the Cubs roster next year, the major league roster, and you get a guy that maybe you could turn into the next Scott Efros, right? Like, here's a guy with a little funky delivery. Maybe they obviously see something there, whether it's this season or even if they're – or uh, uh, Nick G says a new Steve Ciszek. 
Yeah. Maybe I'd take that moving forward if, if you got it for Nelson Velasquez. It's not that I don't like Nelson Velasquez. I just don't think he was going to be an outfielder on this Cubs team next year. No, I didn't think he was a good outfielder. I think if he, if, if he's anything at the major league level, unless he improves his outfield defense, uh, he's a DH. And I'm not sure he's going to be a good enough hitter to be the Cubs DH at the major league level. Yeah. Not with the team we're hoping to have. Right. I mean, I was looking at Nelson Velasquez's numbers the other day because I was like, I was being a meatball, and I was like, why is, it that, why is this guy still not on our roster? And uh, I, lo and behold, I was like, oh, they're not as good as like I thought they were. Because the only thing, this is, this is what I do, is I see the Iowa Cubs or our friend Alex Cohen or whoever tweet, oh, this guy, he's done, he's had a good couple days. He's, oh, he's red hot this week, whatever. And then you look at the overall numbers, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> and like... In Iowa this year, he's only has a 95 weighted runs created plus. Hitting 253, 333, 469. Like, 16 homers is great. But, like, even in Iowa, he's not putting up crazy numbers. Um, I get it. You know, the, the Grand Slam was awesome. And you can see, like, he brings a, a massive need to the team because yeah. he has the power. But again, like he has a 95 way to runs created plus in Iowa. You think that's gonna you think that's gonna get better at the major league level? He's he has a 95 way runs created plus in 330 plate appearances in Iowa this year. We saw him for an extended amount of time last season. And again, like the outfield defense isn't great. So I think at least for for us, for the Cubs. He was at best going to be a DH. Should he have deserved an opportunity considering how bad the Cubs have been at DH this year? Yeah, I won't argue with anyone on that. He sure as hell has been a, would have been a, probably would have, would have been a, at least a better DH than all the times we've seen Mancini there or Hosmer or you know I list off two or three more names I'm sure. But given what they got him for, a guy with three years of control that. You know, I trust how they manage pitchers, especially ones that they bring in that no one's ever heard of. Remember when everyone hated Julian Merriweather for those first two weeks? Yes. And he's turned into a high-leverage reliever. We've talked about other guys as well. Mark Leiter, Jr., like, they've really turned him into someone. I don't know if he's going to click right away, but I do think that, again, with three years of control, I kind of like what they got <laughs> I, I like that they got someone like that for Velasquez, especially whenever it's not like Velasquez is going to go on and be some superstar player. If he does, then, like, credit to him, and I'll put my hand up and say I was wrong, but, like, I just don't see that happening for Velasquez. So No, I, I agree, and I, I, I'm happy for him and that he's going to get an everyday opportunity most likely in Kansas yeah. City. So and if, and if that, he's going to get a chance. If, if he goes to Kansas City and having the everyday – it bats changes him, changes and, and puts sure. him like makes him a better Turns player. Turns him into Solaire. Then like okay, at, at least the Cubs trade him for a guy that they'll have for three years. And if he's good, then it turns out it worked out for both teams. Sometimes it's okay if the trade works out for both teams. That's right. <laughs> everyone yeah. wants to fleece everyone, and yeah, that's awesome. And it's and the Royals, it's really. I hope about, it does but. work out for both teams. <laughs> I don't want him to become Babe Ruth over there, but like. <laughs> What do yeah, I care even if he Jorge hits a Soler, couple runs against the White Sox? I, that's okay with me. Even Jorge Soler wasn't even that great for the Royals. He had one no. great year. He had one great year in Kansas City, and then after that was – or in, 
bef- you know, before that, before that 40 home run season and after it wasn't really that great. So, um, you know, again, like I, I'm not personally going to miss Nelson Velasquez on this roster or in this system. So you couldn't, if you couldn't find a roster spot for Nelson Velasquez this season on a team that's now 553 and 53 after winning 10 out of 13 or whatever it is. Yeah then most likely he's not going to be on the roster of a team that you hope is winning 90 games a season. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's just realistic. I, I hope he develops into the player that the Royals can use, but I think the Cubs, uh, on paper, both, both deals look pretty good to me. Hers is, it, hers is the player that worries me the most, but I'm also okay with it because he was a Rule 5 guy, mm-hmm. and those are the types of – those are the types of players they're going to have to trade, which brings us to the Cubs have added Jamer Candelario and the Cubs have added Jose Quas, a reliever and a guy that can play first and third and an, a bat that will extend that lineup. A power left-handed bat. He's, yeah. he's going to make that lineup better. There's no question about that. Now the question is, with a few hours left before the trade deadline, 5 o'clock tomorrow when we're going to have the special right here at CHGO Cubs, what should or could be the next move for the Chicago Cubs? Are they done with Condelario and Quas? <clears throat> Is that it? Are they finished, or are there more moves to come? I think they. I still think that they're going to get another reliever. And my and my hope for that is, I, I agree. I think they're still looking for another reliever to add to the mix if they can. If nothing else, building depth. If you're looking for another reliever, there's names that have been thrown out there. Hater is one of them. Okay, Bednar is another one of them. Two really good relievers, right? Yeah. Both are going to cost you an arm and a leg. I'm not into that. I, don't get me wrong. Do I think Bednar would look great in a Cubs uniform? Yes, I do. But I'm okay with Adbert Alzali as my closer for the rest of this season and potentially him using that as a platform to be the closer again for the next great Cubs team. I'm okay with him closing a playoff game if they get in one. I'm okay with him pitching in big games down the stretch because we're going to find out what he's got. So far, I love everything I see about Adbert Alzali as the Cubs' closer. I don't want to give up PCA, Alcantara, or anybody that's a top seven prospect for the Cubs. I don't don't want to see that. I am okay with the Cubs being willing to trade Rule 5 guys that might be Rule 5 draft eligible after this season if they're going to potentially lose these guys anyways because they're not willing to put them on the 40-man in the offseason, then I am okay with them adding a bullpen piece that might be enough to get them one extra win. People say that about Candelario. They're like, ah, he's not that good. I've seen him before. What's he gonna, how many wins is he going to change you? Well, he might change two or three games. Let's, let's, let's be realistic. Let's say he changes two or three games. If the Cubs are going to come back now, they're now five games out of first place. And, they're, yes, they're in the final wild card thing, too. If the Cubs are going to come back and make the postseason and earn a little playoff experience this year, how many games do you think they're going to do that by? Guys, it's going to be one or two games. Mm-hmm. So making these moves that maybe don't seem monumental could be monumental in the building of the next great Cubs team. Condelario is most likely a rental. Yeah. But he's a rental for trying to complete the process of showing the young guys on this team 
that you are serious about trying to move forward. Don't get me wrong. The next move, the next big move the Cubs better make is Shohei Otani or bringing back Cody Bellinger or mm-hmm. both, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I really want to see. So is this move... How does this move compare to adding Shohei? It, it, it doesn't. It's not even in the same universe, okay? Right. So that big move can still happen for the Cubs, but baby steps along the way. And one of the baby steps would be is if they can get this team to the postseason. And we'll talk about this series coming up in a second, what this series could or would mean to this team. It's not off to a great start, but it's one game. So what do you think... Is there a name out there that you're looking for and say, man, I'd like to see that guy either traded from the Cubs or traded to the Cubs? Well, I know I'm not doing this just because they're on the other side of town, but Aaron Bummer has an extra year of control and he's a left-handed reliever. He's one. Scott Barlow is another name that's out see, there. I, I like the idea of Bummer better than Bednar or Hader. Is he mm-hmm. as good as those two guys? No. But I think you're giving up less than you are for those two guys. Yeah, I'll say this about Bummer. His numbers look really bad, but if you look at his FIP, his fielding independent pitching, it's actually really good. It's barely yeah. over two. <clears throat> so that could be part of the product of he needs the, an the White Sox horrendous defense yeah. and just some bad luck on ground balls, which he is a big-time ground ball pitcher. Right. And, again, I think the Cubs – the reason I said reliever earlier is because I just think they desperately need a left-handed reliever. Because Brandon Hughes has not been that guy this year. and No, that's you been – if, if you do five disappointments of the season, his injury has been one of them. Right. So it's Anthony Kay, and that's it in the Cubs bullpen. Agreed. I, so I, they, need, they need a left-handed reliever. If they're, going to, if they're going to get someone before the deadline tomorrow, the bummer is one that I would like to see. Now, trading with the White Sox again, it's just going to bring back like old bad feelings, but I don't think even though he has an extra year of control, I don't think you're going to have to give up you know, no, he's going to he's going to come very cheap. Yeah. He's I I just don't So I, you could you could trade him one of your rule 5 draft eligible <clears throat> prospects. Yeah. A mid-level prospect and you give him Madrigal back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Madrigal's been Madrigal, We're hey, give him the that. credit. He's played good third base. Yes. He, he's he's. What about an Efros type deal coming, mm. where you don't see it happening, and there's a a pitcher or somebody that they have under control, and you don't think it's happening. Now I know that was part of more of a rebuild thing, but I still see that type of trade being something that the Cubs could do in a season where yes, they are trying to win the division. But they're not giving away Pete Crow Armstrong. Yeah. You know? I guess one a player out of that, maybe. Um, and I really doubt it, but you know, every team needs power, man. And I, with Candelario coming, I don't know where Patrick Wis- Wisdom's going to get the at-bats, especially if you want Morel to play DH every day. I just don't I, know. Oh, where, I could see. I, I don't know where Wisdom's going to get the bats, and it's weird because he leads the team in homers. When's the last time a Cubs team odd, traded right? away the the guy with the most homers on the team? But I just don't know where he's going to play. He's a guy that you know, if a team desperately needs some power, like maybe maybe it's the Guardians. You know, the Guardians they've made some moves. They they moved Savali today to get some offense. You know, maybe they trade 
with uh, you know Carter Hawkins having that yeah. connection. Maybe there's a pitcher that the Cubs like in their system or whatever, and they move wisdom for whoever. I, and I'm not even going to expect the prospect to be highly touted or anything because wisdom's in his 30s. We know what he is. He's boomer bust. He's you know strikes out way too much. And but when he hits the ball, he hits it hard and he hits it far. Right. Yeah. Um. That's I, he's the only one that I could think that maybe is is something like that coming and. I just don't think they'll get a prospect of the of like Hayden Wisniewski was, but he, like I just don't see how they'll be able to play him ex- ex- except against left-handed pitching in the DH spot. But it, again, though, like they they want to play Morel every day, right? So it, they'll have plenty of depth. They they will have plenty of depth on the bench. I it's just going to be interesting to see how David Ross picks and chooses how to play guys. Uh, or maybe Wisdom plays a little bit more first base. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to – if he's still on the team yeah. by tomorrow night, I don't think he's playing third base. And you won't see Morrell playing third base either. No, I think anymore. now your third baseman – this is just my guess. Your third baseman for the season, Condelario, is your third baseman. That shows uh, – and also shows you they don't believe Morrell in important games can be your third baseman. And I, I think his backup is going to be Madrigal yeah. if he's on this team at the end of the day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, and and I, I think he is, but I, I, that's, the, that's the look there. Don't confuse some, uh, trading for Condelario, trading for Aramis Ramirez back in the day. It's, yeah. That's not the same guy. This is a rental. Yes, they have a chance to sign him in the offseason, and maybe that's a move they're interested in making yeah. because they still don't have the answer at third. Um, I'm hoping they can – go above and beyond that. But if you told me that Condelario was your third baseman and Shohei was your DH, okay, now I'm okay with him being the third baseman. I'm okay with Madrigal being the third baseman. I, I got a lot of things I can do at third base if Shohei's in my lineup as the DH. Um, well, he ain't getting traded because the Angels are buyers. No, but I mean, at the end, I'm saying it in, next in the free agency. In free agency. Yeah, in free agency. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't, I mean... You don't trade DJ Hers and Made mm-hmm. if you're trying to make a, a move like that. Like those, I'm I'm assuming those are two of the better prospects, even though they're Rule Five draft eligible potentially. I'm hoping they don't trade better prospects than that. For instance, Fansided put out the idea: well, if they traded for Bednar, mm-hmm. what about this deal? Cade Horton, Jordan Hicks, Owen Casey for Bednar and Rich Hill. That is a hard no from me. You mean Jordan Wicks? Yes, Jordan <laughs> Wicks. That is, that is a hard no. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hard no. I don't want I don't Rich know. Hill back necessarily. It, I, Nothing against Rich Hill. But old. I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not giving up Cade Horton, yeah. my top pitching prospect. And I'm not giving – I heard uh, um, Keith Law mention Owen Casey too. I'm not ready to give up on Owen Casey. A left-handed yeah. bat with tons of power. He's not a polished, perfect player, but he's young. Yeah, and he's he's only gotten better in Double A as the season has gone on too. And so. and has and has been reported as having the most power in the entire organization. I think he was just Player of the Week too. He was Southern League yeah, or whatever. He was. Yeah. On top of it, you'd be trading all three of those guys to a team in the division. Yeah. I'm not. So you will see them down the road. Now Bednar for, also would be in the division for, against the Pirates, but. But it's for a, it's a, but it's for a reliever, and yeah. a reliever is way too of a fickle thing in baseball for me yeah. to give away. Like, not that prospects aren't fickle, but I don't want to give away three of my best ones, best prospects for a guy 
that has been a consistently good closer, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going there. I, he, I'm happy with Alzali. There are other guys coming up in the system that potentially could fill that role too, if need be. Yeah. So yeah, whoever said that on fan sided, boo. That's going to be a no for me, boo dog. Boo to you. It's a very now haters not getting traded, especially after the the uh, tweets I saw from I think Heyman tonight. I know he's hard to believe, but I I just him and I don't think him or Bednar are moving. I think it's going to be a very very steep price for both of those guys. Yeah, I'm I'm not into it. So and I, I think the Padres are. Like, they went all in this year. They're going to, like, why why break up most of it? Like, you you want to move a, a rental or something? Fine. You want to move Snell? I'd take Blake Snell. But, like, yeah. But, like, I'm, I just, I don't, I don't think they're going to, they're move, they're, they're not going to move Hader or, or, or Bednar uh, for the Pirates. So, has the anyway. way that, We'll talk more Stroman here in just a minute in the, in the next segment, but has the way Stroman has been trending mean that he won't be traded? <laughs> does does the Candelario deal no, mean I, that I, he I, won't be traded? Like I, has this has his sh- has the shine of his season worn off enough that a team wouldn't give you the type of prospects that you would want back if you're willing to trade Stroman because you think he's going to walk in free agency? Yeah. I I don't know. I I do I think the Candelario deal will end up being the biggest deal and I think like last year when Hap and Contreras weren't traded, I think obviously Bellinger's not going to be traded and I don't think Stroman's going to be traded. Yeah, I mean well, the the trade value is certainly down and if he keeps playing, if he keeps pitching like he has in July or just since the London series then if you get the feeling that he might just Opt in for one more year, but I don't <laughs> Boy, think that's going to happen. I'd th- have a bad I, I, second I re- half of the season. If that I really, happens. I really thought that his he had a really good first inning, and then it just all went to shit after he got the two outs in the second inning. He had the first five outs, he was great, and then it just all fell apart. And I, I don't know. Uh, we can I, talk more about it in the second. I will just but. say this: as far as the up to the trade deadline, if it's if the big storyline is a reliever or Stroman, and to me Stroman's the more interesting storyline, obviously. If Stroman were still available to teams, because I'm okay with that because of a the way he's been trending, but more importantly, b they could lose him, and c I think the Cubs could find a way to still compete for the division. It wouldn't be easy, but could still compete for the division without Marcus Stroman because mm. of the way he's been trending. Yeah. Now, if that means Wes Neski, okay. If that means Assad, a guy who we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. okay. If that means making a smaller deal <clears throat> for another pitcher, maybe that is Rich Hill. No, maybe that's a smaller deal and it's just Rich Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying there are pitchers available out there that would cost you less <clears throat> and it could eat up the could eat up the pain of losing Stroman for prospects if that's what it is. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into that in in just a bit. Guys, I want to tell you about Hooters because it's their 40th anniversary. It is the spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for their world famous wings. Not like regionally good. We're talking world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out their seafood specials, $19.83 
for a pound of crab legs. Great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. Hooters celebrating 40 years in the business all year long in honor of their anniversary on the 4th of every month. Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings. 83. 83. And great specials. The next one coming up August 4th, which is uh, end of the week, right? I believe so. My math isn't uh, too far off. Tomorrow's the first. Four days from now. That's right. So get out to Hooters. Get the good deals. Get their world-famous wings. Don't miss out. Uh, And while you're there... Maybe you uh, take your laptop or your phone with you, you take the Game Time app out, and you start getting some tickets for meaningful Cubs baseball the mm-hmm. final two months of the season. Absolutely. I'm going to beautiful historic Wrigley Field this weekend for meaningful there Cubs baseball, right? Thanks to Game Time, all right? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets, and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, you can, again, you go on the app. Go uh, If you're getting off at Addison, you haven't even bought the tickets yet, game time, you can get them right around. You can get them cheaper right before first pitch. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on Tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. What? What are you guys laughing at? Oh, you're laughing at the chat, aren't the you? The chat always. So you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. I gave our code to a guy I used to work with. Last week, and he's going to the game, I think, on Friday. Boom. So, uh, shout out to Game Time. It is the best. I see my guy, Mike Dubs, is in the chat. He says, Game Time, the app I use to buy my August 16th tickets, and he'll see us there. He Great. So, he told it's me he's going to come over to he's gonna come to the takeover, or he's going to come to the bar for the take, now, takeover. Now, Mike Dubs, are you going to be running with the flag like you do after every game? After he has to win. run on the concourse. That's right. You have to run down the concourse <laughs> with the flag. If you, or he if has you get to that sprint down Waveland or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Barb wants to know if Cody has a mohawk. I don't believe that is. She also said that I need to get a haircut, and I was offended, honestly, when she, when I read it because I did get a haircut. Hey, have you seen Have you seen the story <laughs> on Barb's life? That the movie that's out now. It's real pop Barbie. Outrageously <laughs> popular. Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> Barb, congratulations Congrats, on the hit Barb. movie. Also, uh, I heard you were talking about us in the Blackhawks show today. Barb's everywhere. Someone tweeted at me and Luke about how Barb was asking where the heck we were on the Blackhawks show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so the Cubs lose 6-5, to five, the first of four games with the first-place Reds. Before the game, they make their deal to get Jamer Candelario for uh, two prospects that will be potentially Rule 5 draft eligible at the end of the season. Uh, then they get uh, Quas, a reliever from the Royals, for Nelson Velasquez. So they've made two deals. 
the question is, are you happy that the Cubs are going? I see the chat going back and forth. Mm -hmm. The people get upset after one loss. Oh, yeah. Okay? The winning streak is over. Now another loss. And so the question is this. Do the Cubs need to win the next three? Just two? At least one? I will say this. If they get swept by the Reds, oh, some of the people that are excited about the trade deadline don't, deals will be less excited about not, the trade deadline do not, deals. Do not put that energy out I'm there. I'm not putting the energy out you there. Just I'm just did. saying that's a power. Oh, I'm sorry I did. did. I put that energy out there. You did put that energy out there. Like, why would you say that? Uh, okay. Anyway, well, well, I, for, <coughs> for me, for me, okay, this, let me say this, all right? The last, like, month, we have all been writing every game, like, the season is over if they lose. Right. Now that we know that they're not destroying the roster, they have two months to, to do something, right? They have a handful of games against the Reds and the Brewers. Yes, they need to win these next three games. I think they best, – obviously, best-case scenario is they win the next three. I don't think it would be catastrophic, though, if they split. I would be okay with the split. I agree a split's okay. But – not as good as it's not as good as three in the next three. Obviously, it's not as good. But if you split, you're basically back in the same spot you were going into the week. And again, like I've given the Reds all the credit. They're a good team, in my opinion. Do they have the pitching? No. And we saw it tonight. The Cubs didn't take advantage in that seventh inning when they should have. And if they did, they would have won the game. And yeah. But all I'm saying is. I'm trying to talk everyone in the chat down just a little bit. I'm not saying you can't be upset. I'm not telling you how to fan, but they have two months, and they have the easiest schedule in baseball the rest of the way. And Candelario will probably be in this lineup tomorrow, and hopefully not Trey Mancini. Sorry, Trey. But that that's, <laughs> no the, offense. that's the best I can do for you tonight. Like, I'm just as annoyed and pissed off as you guys because, yes, the – the Cubs needed to bounce back tonight coming off the loss in St. Louis. The offense showed up tonight at least, but unfortunately Stroman decided that he was going to have another bad start. So uh, obviously they need to get the starting pitching. They got to get the op- the consistent offense that they were getting in July. I saw on Codify, the Twitter account, going into yesterday, they had scored more runs than anyone in baseball in July. And everyone in our mentions after every like after like during this game, everyone's talking in, in the Twitter mentions for CHO Cubs talking about how these guys, these guys, they can't play, they can't be in the lineup, they can't be this in this part of the lineup, all this. And it's like, dude, the Cubs have scored more runs than anyone in July. So again, I get it. We've been riding every game like the season is over when they lose. But now that they have played themselves into the race. I think you are allowed a little bit of – you can breathe a little bit. But, again, they do need to – I do think they need to win the next three split at the very least. But if they win the next three, then they're in a very good spot in the, in the standings. Years of pain leaves a lot of scars. I, I know. 2016 did not erase every scar for every I know. Cubs fan. Again, so, I understand. I so understand. I understand wanting to – like, I see – I'm on the side of embrace the hope. I don't know that this team's – I personally don't know that this team's going to the postseason. 
but there's a shot at it. Yeah. So embrace that they won 10 out of 12. Yes, the 10 out of 12 they won were against teams that are 52 games under 500. That's the danger of it. But I still think holding Pat wouldn't have been that bad of an idea. Let's get to some of the super chats because they're starting to pile up on us. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, we got one sure. for Fernando right Start here. Start me at the top here. Uh, well, since it was on on topic here, we'll go Fernando. A split keeps the train off the rails. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, just if they were to if they were to get swept, for instance, oh my goodness, Cubs fans would be rioting. Saying well, they already got now. they already got swept by the Reds earlier this year. They that would be seven straight losses to the Reds. Yeah, can't happen at home. So somebody already said on the chat. I missed that. Was it Rob? So, somebody said trade uh, Candelario tomorrow. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> before he gets here. Uh, all right, yeah. so Super Chats. Uh, Knight6776 for 5 bucks says, what the hell is wrong with Stroman at this point? He should go to the IR because he's inconsistent. <laughs> the injured London. reserve. The injured reserve, Knight6776. McBaconator, 5 bucks <laughs> says, have to keep that tax in mind this year. Staying under it is important for this year so they can go over it next year. <clears throat> Otani, uh, AJ, <laughs> Super Chat, 5 bucks says Cubs have some 40-man crunch issues coming up this offseason. Wouldn't mind giving a couple prospects for a quality relief arm, even a back-end starter. That's what I'm saying about the Rule 5 guys. That's why DJ hers and mm. th- that's some of the reasoning for that. Uh, Joe DiGiacomo, who's always watching, uh, Stroman dodged the media tonight, coward, period, week, period. Uh, and a super chat, 10 bucks from Michael Thiel. Uh, the trades today are exactly why minor league depth is important and valuable. None of those guys are playing on the Cubs in the next three years. Can't wait to be buyers, then mad when it's middle prospects that are used. Uh, well, related, Thank you for all those super chats. We appreciate it. Related, Thanks to everybody in the chat. Related to like Stroman, I'm not going to say anything until Ryan gets here and actually confirm if he actually did just... We'll wait and see. And, maybe, maybe he was he just waiting to that. talk to Ryan individually. Maybe. That's possible. I... Just because they didn't show him talking on marquee doesn't mean that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know because we're doing a show over here. So yeah, we'll, we don't know. I don't want to say something that is completely off. So I'm not going to comment. Two more on that. super chats. Baseball junkie five bucks, and on the eighth day, God created CHGO Cubs. The Cubs <laughs> are buying for the first time in a few years. Has me amped up. Luke is that Jack and Coke in your solo cup. Uh, no, I wish just, it was. It's just. Well, I don't. I know, mean, I, I actually I, wish it was too, but no, it is not. I don't know. Uh, I, I also pour Captain I, I, and Coke to Jack and Coke. I don't know an intoxicated Luke Stuckmeyer. I would love to know a, a, an intoxicated Luke Stuckmeyer. Yeah, I There's want to probably meet him. some photos out there. <laughs> uh, super chat two bucks from Sir Silent of the Fogs. Tell Jed to get Logan Gilbert. That'd be sick. Let's go back to the one. What was about, the the ten dollar one? Is that the one that you wanted to that we wanted to go back to? Sorry. I wanted to go back to the Strowman one. I don't know if that was the $10 one. Um, the trade. Oh, yeah. This oh, about one. minor league guys. You use some of those middle prospects. You're going to have a roster crunch. Yeah. Oh, that okay. was a different one. We did kind of already crunch. talk on that. Sorry. I appreciate the $10, though, Michael. I, I agree, though. Mid-level prospects are not a bad thing to trade. If you're not trading all of them. Right. I, you know, I wouldn't go crazy and as long trying as you, to add and, and win it this season. But. And as long as you continue to stockpile them through the draft and stuff like that you know marcus stroman three innings six earned runs six hits jesse roger rogers with the stat that it's it's the who's hot who's not who's not marcus stroman bad bad july three innings today but 27 earned runs for stroman 
in the month of July, according to Jesse Rogers. The last Cub that gave up that many runs in a calendar month was Jeff Samarja in 2012. Horrible month for Stroman. There's no, yeah. there's no more sugarcoating it. It's been bombsville in July. He can, he should, nobody should be happier than the calendar turning to August than Marcus Stroman. Now, the flip side can be true of our guy Cody Bellinger. The two big names that we looked at leading up to tomorrow's trade deadline, Bellinger and Stroman, those two guys at one point you looked at it and said, the Cubs may have the best hitter and the best pitcher available in this trade deadline. You could really get something back. I still believe you can get really something really good back for Bellinger, but the Cubs have said no. 400 batting average in July, eight home runs, 24 ribbies. Listen, that's not Sammy Sosa back in the day, but that's a that's a pretty good month. That's a pretty yeah. good month. So one of the guys was spectacular and great offensively and defensively, and one of the guys went from one of the best pitchers in baseball to just meh. Yeah, July. I don't know what happened to Stroman in July, and it's not even just July. Like they went to London at the end of June, so add on another start. <laughs> so. I don't know. I this is what I will say, and it. I probably am like in the very small majority of this, and this might be a little controversial, but it is so telling when Strowman has a bad start and the people that just go after him. And I understand he's active on Twitter and he is very outspoken about how he feels about social issues and all that kind of mm -hmm. shit. But like, it's so telling how so many people will attack that guy. After one bad start, I understand he hasn't been good in this month. But it's so telling how people will do that. But there's other people who have struggled just as much, but they won't say anything. I'm, that's all I'm saying about that. That said, yes, he has been bad. And if it is true that he didn't go and talk to the media tonight, that's a bad look, honestly, considering he hasn't been good. Uh, so I, 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 I have no answers, man. Like, do – a, part, a big part of me thinks, obviously, the first three months of the year, he was outperforming what his career was. And now he's hit a bad stretch, and his numbers have come back to what even a little bit – I mean, I don't know what his numbers look right Listen, now after this still, start. still take his season. Right. He is like a career 3.50 earn run average guy. So if he could give you just like – for the last two months, if he just gives you what he gave you in the second half of last year, that's fine. Dub says he thinks it's the blister. Um, <laughs> Ryan's almost ready. Let's do the ad reads and, and a couple of super chats, and then we'll bring in Ryan. Uh, Sunnyside, you're home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shopping for your cannabis needs, no matter where you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering, in-store pickup, great transparent loyalty program with Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary. They have a house of brands to choose from. Maybe it's Mindy's, the uh, best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award-winning chef Mindy Seagal and Cresco Labs. Maybe it's uh, High Supply offering quality weed that's always available, buds expertly grown and lab-tested. Check them all out through August. Head to Sunnyside Shop and use the code CHGO25 and check out for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. 
That's not just new customers. That's anybody that can use our code. Anybody can use CHGO25. Pick up everything you need. Elevate your summer. Must be 21 or over or an Illinois Med Card holder. It was big of you to read that, that ad. I, why? Sunnyside's a great place. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, it is you know a great what else place. is a great place? I'm surprised you didn't make me read it, though. Well, I... That's all I'm I, saying. I, you had a long one. Game time is... <laughs> it goes well with college. You want to tell us about Lewis University? You can if you want. I mean, it's a great place. They got students just like the two of us. Full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. You can go back to school, earn that respected degree at Lewis University. Cody, you know, it's 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, and it's ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. They've got faculty that bring you real-world experience, not just some bozo up there talking to you, somebody that's done it, and instruction in the classroom that's immediately relevant to your career. Maybe you're looking to complete that bachelor's degree or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program. Lewis has the programs for you. They offer career-focused programs as well that will set you up for success. For instance, cybersecurity. Is there anything more important to our world right now than cybersecurity other than a Cubs win? No, probably not. Cybersecurity is a big deal. Um, and they offer, they are recognized as a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Nothing goes together like weed and college. Steve P says DFA Stroman. How about some super chats real quick? <laughs> uh, Dana with a $10 super chat. We appreciate it. Does Assad deserve a shot to start given how well he has pitched recently? We'll talk about that with Ryan. And a super chat from Grapefruit. I don't mind them losing, but I really want the team to have a chance at Shohei. He's the only guy that can change this team from okay to great. Well, I don't know if I agree totally with the last sentence, but I'm with you on that one. I yeah. would, I, I. Well, they obviously have to make other moves, but he. I don't you put that guy on any team, and that team goes from good to great. But it's going to be a free agent deal, which is the preferred if way. If they build anyways. it the right way, unlike if, the if they were going to get, if they are going to get Shohei, it's going to be as a free agent, and that's the way it needed to be, anyways. Because you can't, you can't just give away the home farm system. Right. The Angels don't want it anyway yeah. now at this point, because other teams have better farm systems. And B, you just spent the last couple of years building up that farm system. Yeah. Hopefully, so you can afford to pay guys like Shohei. Yeah. And the Cubs were never going to be part of that trade anyway if they did trade him because the only teams that would have really done gone after him were teams that were World Series ready. One move away. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, is Ryan still there? Is Ryan, Ryan waiting is for us here. or did he hang up on us? He's still here. He's at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field. Beautiful, historic. Read his work at allchgo.com. Yeah, three Ryan Herrera, he's got the hat here, flipped man. around backwards. He's ready to go. Uh, oh, yeah. Barb's going to ask if you're in a commode, but we know you're not. <laughs> so, Ryan, we're, we're, people in the chat are saying that Marcus Stroman didn't speak to the media. Fact or fiction? That is a fact. He was uh, not available postgame. Is that injury-related, or we don't know why he didn't speak to the uh, media? We don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't podium, think yeah, it was right? injury-related. Yeah, it wasn't injury-related. Don't, we don't know the reason he may have just gotten out of there, but... Um, we don't know the specific reason, but I don't believe it's injury related. 
listen, I don't know what the circumstances are. If he didn't speak because he had a bad game and he's frustrated, that's soft. Yeah. If he didn't speak because he was getting treatment for a blister or something else or the Cubs set, are sitting him down and saying, hey, we're going to have some trade discussions over the next this, – this is where this is at. This might actually happen. That's, that's also okay. But if it's just because he didn't pitch well, then that would be soft. I hope that's not the case. I would agree. I, uh, uh, I hope that's not – I just yeah. hope that's not the case. We don't know it's the case. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow. But we have confirmed that he did not speak to the media. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, Ryan. So the follow-up question is something somebody just put in the chat and we were going to talk about anyways. Has Javier Assad pitched well enough in your eyes that he might get a shot to start again this season? Uh, might. Sure. Do I think so? At this point, like this moment, I don't know that I'd you know, put my house on it or anything. That's, that's the kind of bet that we always talk about, Luke. Um no, I he's pitched really well. He's pitched really well. Like like uh, we talked to Ross about it. Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but as as after a recent outing from him, and he's been really really good. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's like some like low like point four zero ERA in like his last however many out. Like, great numbers out of the bullpen um, tonight. Did it again. Very like you know long relief outing in got you know, from Strowman's rough start to the back of the bullpen or to, you know, to the end of the game, got Palencia in there, and then Palencia and Mark Vetter Jr. got uh, finished off the game. But so, yeah, so uh, after a recent Assad outing, uh, talking to Ross about it, and he himself said that um, he may be even undervalued in the role that he's in, right? Like he may be, you know, someone that they could look at as a starter, um, but that he's, he's getting a lot of in, in some ways, mop-up duty. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but he's getting that, you know, like, you come in, we need someone to cover innings and pitch well. Like, that's your role right now. That, that's kind of where Assad is at. And he's he's thrived. And um, I would say I, I don't think at this point the Cubs are looking to move him into the rotation anytime soon, considering who they have in there. They have Justin Steele pitching like a scion candidate. They have Tyone uh, you know, turning his season around. Kyle Hendricks has been pretty solid since he came back. Um, Stroman, they're not going to take out of the rotation. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, they're going to keep trying to get him back to uh, anything close to the Marcus Stroman that we saw the first three-ish months of the season. Uh, but then you also have Drew Smiley and Hayden Wisniewski in there who are, are options too. Um, I think he's pitched really well, and, and maybe later in the season um, – different factors come into play and he may get another shot. And I think, you know, David Ross would actually be, uh, feel confident somewhat in him in that role. Um, if it, if it got to that, but I don't think that there's plans for him to move to the rotation. Like right now, things can change factors, you know, baseball happens. Right. Um, but right now I, I wouldn't put my money on that being like a part of the plan. How do you see Candelario changing the Cubs lineup? I mean, we assume we'll get, the majority of his playing time at third base where they've kind of had issues with production so far this season. Yeah. yeah uh, Ross didn't want to get into like, expectations for him as far as like where he's going to play and whatnot uh, post game. Um, but I think everyone knows like Jamer Candelario was one of the better bats available in or, uh, on the trade market um, gave up two solid, not great, but solid prospects in, in DJ Hers and Kevin Mate. Um, I, I think one of the main things he's going to provide is, is just slug. 
right? Just consistent slug. Uh, I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I, I wrote earlier, I, th I think it was like a 223 isolated power um, this season, which is basically just a, a, a fan graphs measuring of how, you know, pretty much how often guys hit extra base hits, um, which is pretty good. 223 would be a pretty good isolated power. So, um, you know, the Cubs in that category as a whole were like 20th in Major League Baseball coming into today. Uh, so just there, you're inserting a guy with pop that they just don't have, the Cubs haven't had consistently all season. Uh, you know, we'll see. He is obviously familiar with the territory, having come from the Cubs organization uh, prior to being traded to Detroit in 2017. Um, so it's not like a, a whole new world for him. But yeah, I don't, it's going to be interesting to see how David Ross kind of, as far as the lineup goes, where they kind of slot him in there. Uh, but I do think we will likely see a lot of him playing third base just because that's where he's been slotted in for the majority of his major league careers at third base. I think they're going to have to play around with, you know, Nick Madrigal's playing time, figure out what to do with Patrick Wisdom. And obviously Trey Mancini is figured into that mix, uh, what, what they can do with the DH spot. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see how they, where they plug him in. But I, I would probably put my money on him getting a lot of time over there at third base. Saw that uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, the Cubs' top prospect, is going to be promoted to AAA. Do you think a couple of weeks at AAA would be enough for him if he played great there to be promoted to the major leagues for the final? No, no, you're shaking your head uh, no already? I, I, no, I, no, no, I would, that's it. Just, he's done now. AAA, that's where he's going to be. I, I, I think that would be a big surprise if he were – honestly, I think it would be a surprise if he were promoted to the major leagues at any point this year, knowing – the direction the Cubs are taking now, knowing they're trying to make this playoff push. Had they sold all their pieces, you know, leading up to the trade deadline tomorrow, if that's the path they took, maybe there's a shot. Um, but I think the way they're going right now, he, he, you know, they have Mike Talkman playing well. Cody Bellinger is obviously still their center fielder right now. They're not trading him. Um, I just, one would think it would be, they'd have, obviously have to mess around with the lineup just to get him playing time. Uh, but I do still think they're they're at the point where the big league team wants to win right now. Uh, they don't want to uh, stifle or, or hurt Pete Armstrong's development, and they obviously want him to be playing every day. Um, I would be surprised myself to see him up at the major leagues at, or at any point over these last two months. Um, I don't know. You know we said that in, was it 19 with Nico Horner, right? Probably would have said the same thing, uh, his emergency call-up. So, again, like I'll leave that open that, like, Things happen in baseball, and, and you can never say never, but I would I would probably be more surprised if if we saw Pete Armstrong in Chicago this year. Uh, how, how big is this game? We were talking earlier in the podcast about, you know, what number do they need to win against the Reds to make this a, a manageable thing moving forward? I, obviously, getting swept by the Reds would be a nightmare scenario if right after you decide to be buyers. Um, how important is, of a start is this for Justin Steele? I mean, you got the right guy on the mound tomorrow, that's for sure. Yeah, this may be one of his more important starts of the season and maybe even of his career considering the stakes. Um, I I don't think the Cubs need to go out and win the next three. I think a split obviously still makes it more manageable. Um, you don't want to lose the series coming off this whole, you know, this eight-game winning streak, this decision to buy the trade deadline. Like the Cubs probably can't afford to get swept by the Reds at home. Um, definitely want to split, but for Steele, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty big 
game for them, right? You got the first place team in town, just, you know, trade deadline day, you're buying for the first time in his major league career at the deadline. Uh, I think we've kind of, as we talked about last week, that Justin Steele has kind of become that like dependable win day starter, so to speak. Uh, but it's a bit, it's going to be a big test for him against uh, a, a team that has probably surprised a bunch of people based on how well they play for the majority of this season. Um, yeah, I'm obviously intrigued to see what Justin Steele can do on the mound tomorrow. Uh, but if you want to give the Cubs any more, if, if the Cubs are going to have any more kind of margin for error the rest of the series, like Steele needs to have a good day tomorrow. Yeah. You want to get to who you got? Yeah, whatever. You want to get to it? Let's do it. I don't even know who everybody picked tonight, to be honest with you. So to make it even worse, I don't have a graphic. Oh, oh uh, wow. maybe it didn't yeah, happen. Then I'm going to say it didn't happen. I had Bellinger. Uh, had somebody Sam. had Nico. Somebody had Dansby. Dansby had a homer. Dansby. That had was a Brendan, homer. I believe. I think Ryan yeah. had Nico. Here I found it. I did. Dan, uh, Brendan took Dansby. Luke took Bellinger. Okay, Corey I didn't took win. Morrell, and Ryan took Nico, and I took Sayo. Sayo didn't win. Yeah. So he had a sack fly. That was all he had. It's going to be Dansby or Nico, it's, right? It's, yeah. yeah, it's probably. I'd say Dansby since he had the Dansby homer. The homer. And, he, and he had, had a couple of. And he and also had. A, Dansby had a couple of really sweet plays at short again, right? Where you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, this guy can. This guy can play shortstop. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I start to watch. The more I watch him, and, and I know he doesn't have the, the, the power the other guys do, I believe the Cubs got the right shortstop at the right price. He was yeah. a, he was a, he may not be the superstar signing of that group, but he may be the safest one at that price because they know they were getting that glove and a really good player. So I like what I see there. Um, oh, I have a question for you. It's not a question. It's a statement. I'm taking Candelario tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Hope he's in the lineup. I hope he makes yeah, it. Here time. Gonna I hope he makes it on time. Up. Otherwise I've lost already. Uh, I, oh, I, super chat. Max Stephens says CHGO makes being a Cubs fan fun, win or lose. Appreciate it, Max. Appreciate it, Max. We need more Max. comments like that instead of all y'all yelling at me. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we need more Max. Thank you, Max. You're you're the man. You know what else we need, guys? A little beer. Goose Island beer bat maybe tomorrow from Cody. That's what we really need. Get this thing bring back, it back on track for if they won. Goose Island, ah, the official beer ah, of CHGO. Uh-huh. Chicago's beer since 1988, the Goose Eye. If, you had, if you're doing a beer bat tomorrow to try and spark this uh, three straight wins over the Reds, is it going to be the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, or the Full Pocket Pilsner, Mr. Dunn? Well, I looked in the fridge, and there's basically 312. Or, oh, it's going to be a lot of 312. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's basically Grab it. Grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, check. Chicago's beer. Ryan, we have this special at 5 o'clock tomorrow. I, you're going to be busy. I don't know how much of it you're going to be, or if any, if you're going to be able to join us for it. Do you think the Cubs will make, A, another move, and B, do you think the Cubs will make a move bigger than the Condelario trade? One way or the other, trading away somebody or adding somebody? Um, a, I do think they'll make another move. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I would not think, I don't think it's going to be bigger than the Candelario move. Like the Candelario move is, is very much a win now type of move. It's not like a long-term trade type thing. Um, 
bit one of the best. It probably probably became the best bet on the market with Bellinger and Otani both off or both getting taken off. Uh, the team's not trading them, so he's a pretty big trade piece. Even though he was, you know, five million one year, five million dollar contract, pretty solid trade piece. I doubt that they do anything bigger than that, but I think they'll still do at least one more. Maybe some reliever, some bullpen help, something like that. Yeah, to me, the only way they make a trade bigger than the Condelario deal is if they trade Stroman. But then they, it, in my opinion, if they traded Stroman, then they would have to add another pitcher from somewhere else to potentially fill that void. So we'll we'll see. All right, keep your ears um, keep your ears to the ground, Ryan. Let us know anytime you hear anything. We'll be tweeting it out from Ryan's account, from you know the CHGO Cubs account. Um, Wait, is is Cody bringing the beer bat back? Is that is that what I'm hearing? I was going to he, tonight he if was, they won. He thought about it. He thought oh, about it. Instead, he just to. went with no pants. <laughs> so I feel like it's okay to bring it back now because they've lost two straight. So you can't right. blame me if now things you go be, bad. Now you'd again. be snapping a losing streak. Yeah. Is what you'd be doing. Okay. Yeah, that's um, right. I'm glad to see it back. What do you think you'd be at tomorrow? Like at least double digits, right? Like. Yeah, I'd put the over-under at 13 seconds. Oh, yeah, because of some time off, some regression, a little bit of regression there. Uh, Rusty, rusty as they would say in baseball. It's a little rusty. Yeah, Yeah. let's go with that. that, that, I'm rusty at chugging beers out of a bat. I'm not rusty at drinking. (laughs) I was on Matt Peck's uh, rooftop this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Peck's got a sweet rooftop? His friends do, yes. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to them. before we get out of here, yeah. can, can I just say something about Seiya? Uh, yes. Because I'm just, I'm bothered about Seiya, man. Like, they put Seiya in the two-hole again tonight. And, listen, I know throughout his major league career, in the year and a half, he's been better against lefties. But this year, he is hitting 278, 343, 412, 107 way runs created against lefties. That's how bad it is. That's how bad of the season he is having. Like I think we've we've seen enough to where we can sit here and and fully say that he has been the biggest disappointment on this team this year. We said it on the couch. I'm saying it now because the chat keeps talking about it and they probably want us to talk about it. So I just want to like I'm I can't I think they need to move him down into the somewhere between the 5 and 7 hole and they did that for a few of those games when the winning streak was happening, but because they went against a lefty the last two days, David Ross has put him up higher. And like, I, I get it at the end of the day, at the end of the day, where you're putting guys in the lineup doesn't necessarily mean too much, but it's not he, the season he envisioned for he's sure. He's just not or having a good year, man. He just isn't. He's been a, the biggest disappointment on this team, even a bigger disappointment than Tyone because he had higher expectations I had higher expectations. I thought this guy was going to lead this team in homers this year. He's got eight. I don't know, man. And that, and because of it, if it keeps going, it's it's going to lead me to thinking: Do they put Talkman in right field and put and and and, and or something like that? Like, and I don't think they're going to do that because of one, the money he's making, and two, because he is a good defensive right fielder. You had a boneheaded play out there today. He probably shouldn't have dove for it. Whatever. It didn't hurt them. Thank God for Daniel Palencia. I just, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they sit him a few days, give him the old Starling Castro treatment, sit him for four days, and then put him back out there, and hopefully he gets hot. I don't That's what happened to Starling Castro in 2015. I, I don't know. I have no answers. I don't think he's a bust because we've seen him be good, but he has been not great at all, especially since May ended. 
June and July have been bad. All right, now I'm done. Feel better? I do feel better. And that's my that's that's my rant for the chat tonight. I don't know what you got to do, but the time like the, the, the clock is ticking in my opinion. If if this team cares about actually getting in the playoffs and he continues to give you bad at bats, I don't know. And I I'm not even Candelario maybe allows you to move him lower into the lineup. Yeah. That's true. I and I I I want to believe in him because again, we all had high expectations for him coming in this year because he was pretty good in his rookie season. But it's it's not great, man. And I I, I don't I have no answers. Uh, he's just gotta be better. He's gotta be he's gotta be better. That for what he's getting paid and all of that, he's gotta be better. It can be said about a lot of us, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if right. my boss okay, my if my boss called me like my boss called me over the weekend. Yeah. And told me, he didn't tell me this, but if he did tell me that I need to be better and I can't tweet this dumb thing or whatever, then you or be else someone day. is going to call him and tell him that I can't do that, then I do better the next day. And that is what I did. Of course, we're not comparing mm. being on a podcast to playing Major League Baseball, but that's another story. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks to everybody that joined us in the chat. We had like 300 and This is like the most we've had in yeah. the whole show, right? Point. Yeah. yeah. So I expect to a, join. Also over twelve hundred comments today. Twelve hundred. I don't know. Wow. I don't know what the record is, but that's probably it now. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, Ryan. We'll see you tomorrow. Keep your uh, ears to the ground. We appreciate that. And thanks for everybody that was checking out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast. We will see you back here five o'clock tomorrow. We will do a trade deadline special, and we'll also have a. Five post game show, five o'clock central time, central time, five central live right here on YouTube. We'll do a trade deadline special about the Cubs, and then we will have our normal post game show podcast after the Cubs beat the Reds. Until then, fly the W.